best friends. Yep. Back it comes to Stransky. Up goes the kick. Got to wash the balls pre-kickoff. Here's his kick. And he's nailed it. Kick. Box. Jones. Kick. David Kick. Bowden Barron's got a heap of pace. He leads the charge. Go Bowden. Welcome to the run home. All thanks to Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. Sammy Ackman here, producer Brad, by my side as we uh, kick off the show. We'll, of course, be bringing in uh, the the man himself, Beaver, very shortly from Paris. We, he needs to have a little bit of time. When, you, when you're as busy as Beave, pressing the flesh, um, standing in front of uh, pack rooms of people wanting to hear insights uh, from one of the uh, great cult heroes of the Rugby World Cup. You know, Every now and then you need to have... A little bit of a uh, sleep in, and by sleeping, we're still getting up at some ridiculous hour of the morning for our uh, entertainment value. So, looking forward to bringing Beeve in shortly. Uh, and as we're on that World Cup countdown, uh, Brad, it is uh, the one of the now time-honored traditions of the uh, 2023 Rugby World Cup. Uh, a leaked All Blacks team ahead of the uh, the team naming. It, it's, it's it's traditional. I've been concerned if it hadn't come out. And I've heard it from three separate sources today who have all been 100% correct uh, every time they have uh, said said team to uh, myself. So I have not been given the team at all during this tournament. It's just that the people that have been, have, have been given it have told me. So, Some uh, loose lips to these people. <laughs> there is. There's, the just, there's just a few corners of uh, the media uh, that, are, that are getting as, um, access to this team early and um, looking not sure how they're doing it. I know a lot of people on the ground aren't getting it. Um, for instance, so uh, there are there is a loose loose lip somewhere within that Allbacks camp. But look, uh, I'm assuming that this is right, Sam, because uh, this leaker has been right every single time this team has come out this season, um, and particularly over the course of the last five games for the All Blacks. Uh, so according to said source, Nepo Lalala replaces Fletcher Newell on the bench, which is something that Beaver particularly thought could happen given Nepo's uh, probably the best scrummager in that all black lineup it's a tough call on on Fletcher Newell big time could not have done anymore I know we're going to say that we'll hear the argument that he's 23 he's got it all ahead of him but he's delivered uh, in the final stages of this tournament in a in a big way and I Listen, I've got nothing against Nicola Lala being picked. We know that he knows what he's doing. He's got the dark arts down, and you're going to need to be mastering those against the the Springboks. But I don't know. I, I, there was something I quite liked about the about the um, the duo punch of these young props, two 23 year olds with him and uh, Tamati Williams coming on um, virtually together when they come on as well. It's mm. just. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it's going to disrupt them in any great way and having that uh, that power off the bench, uh, that reliability. And I think that's where 
we see in Foster's selections, right? He loves that continuity uh, of, of play, and I suppose that's what he's leaning into. Well, speaking continuity, uh, aside from that, that will be the team uh, that took the park against Argentina. will take uh, the park in the final this weekend. Uh, there are rumours, again, I have heard this from multiple people, including several in France, that Richie Mwanga is dealing with a little injury and Bowden Barrett has had a little bit of time at first 5'8 this week. So I uh, have heard that from a couple of people who are in France. So, uh, yeah, Mwanga apparently dealing with a little bit of a niggle and uh, the leaker had also had that information, surprisingly enough. How do you feel about the concept of Moanga, who's been, he's owned that 10 jersey this season, right? There's been none of this chopping and changing with, uh, with Bowden Barrett and Bowden Barrett hasn't had a lot of time at that first receiver role in that uh, this season, and I think that you know Moanga, in most people's minds, won that battle. It's not just on the versatility of Bowden Barrett uh, to get that role. How do you feel about Bowden stepping back into the ten if uh, required? He'll, he'll be fine because Sammy, he's actually spent a lot of time at first receiver, even at fullback, and that was a criticism of the dual playmaker role. Is the reason why a lot of people believe Richie McCaw hasn't, oh, sorry, Richie Moanga hasn't been as effective is because he hasn't been first receiver every single time. The Orbucks have had the ball, whereas you know Bowden and Geordie have both stepped into that first receiver role at times. So, look, I think I think Bowden will be fine, and and if it if it goes with Damian McKenzie at fullback uh, and Bowden at ten, then again you have the two the two dual playmakers. So I don't actually think anything will really change aside from the personnel. And look, this is just a rumor that Richie Mwanga is dealing yep. with a, a very minor injury. Uh, that is that is coming out of uh, of Paris this afternoon. Well, it came out sort of late last night, New Zealand time. You, you rest him, don't you, Brad? You know, it's a World Cup final week. If, if he's got a, uh, a a hung toenail to yes. uh, to hold him back, you go. Just, let's just. There's no point pushing through. We it could be you. his last Test match for New Zealand. He's heading to Japan at the end of this. I mean, I'm sure Razor would like to see him back in the team at the next World Cup. But look, I think if you're Richie Mwanga, you'd play through this almost with everything aside from a broken leg. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and look. That we're gonna. I, I, I expect to hear, and I'll be disappointed. In fact, if we don't hear it uh, on the Timber Bear Post text machine today, somebody saying, "What about playing Will Jordan at fullback? He is. He's a gun there. Why not put him there uh, instead of Damian McKenzie to keep McKenzie as an impact weapon off the bench? You got someone like Lester Fainuku just waiting in the wings. Pardon the pun uh, to uh, to come on and and be part of that. It, I I love. Love Will Jordan. He is a best. The best weapon he is right now for the All Blacks is in the role he's in. Uh, at this point in time, given the makeup of this team, I would, I would agree with that. He's also the best fullback in the country. So he he quite I, I don't he's quite, argue it. I he's don't quite argue possibly it. one of the two best wing. Well, yeah, you know, alongside Mark Talia and Lester Fanganuku, one of the top three wingers in the country. Uh, he's also on his day the best fullback in the country, if not in world rugby. When you when you look at it, and and you could make an argument that he's been the best winger at this tournament. So, uh, you know, he's he's one of the best players in the world. Uh, but I think, uh, and this goes to, to, to I think it's Dean um, who texts in, not a fan of uh, Bowden at fullback. We just have to get that out of our minds. Um, Will Jordan will probably be a fullback for the All Blacks the next time they play a test match, Sam, after this yep. World Cup. Um, this under, will be Bowden's last test at fullback. Uh, we don't, we, probably we don't know his last test, as well. too. So, so, yeah. so if, you, if you're not a fan of that one, just like if you're not a fan of Ian Foster, Grit down, you've only got uh, one test to go, or one test that could uh, live in immortality. Four course, days, but, people. Yeah. Four days. You can do but it. If, you, if you're still sour about uh, Bodie at fullback, if you're still sour about Fozzie as coach, 
what more can they do for you? <laughs> Honestly, uh, they've, they've got themselves through the World Cup final. You, you could have, you can still have gone. I didn't like what it was to still be and enjoy uh, what is there. So, I, listen, it makes sense this team, doesn't it, Brad? <laughs> so I just read picking? a text message. Sorry, Sam. Carry on. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Looking forward to this one already. Uh, it makes it makes sense. Uh, why we would want to change a side that's been so successful uh, in the in the grand scheme of things. It doesn't really matter who starts, um, in my mind, between Retallick and Whitelock, mm. uh, because uh, I, I feel that uh, both are equally ginormous, uh, and I don't mean that just in size and what they bring to this team. Uh, I th- I'm, I'm comfortable with either one being the, being the person to come on to uh, ride that team home. So. I think, I, I don't know about you, Sammy, but this to me, with Whitelock starting, uh, his final test match, my guess is, He'll be more than happy to play 80 minutes. This opens the opportunity, say, 60, 65 minute, Shannon Frizzell off uh, and Brody Retallick on, Scott Barrett to six, and then you also have Dalton Papaliti potentially come on late in the game for like a Sam Kane. So uh, that that's the potential there, that if, if they need some big rigs in the in the lineout, if the lineout's not going great or they want to attack the Springbok lineout, you can have Retallick, Whitelock and Barrett all on the park at the same time. Oh, and as well, mate. If uh, if they're up by twenty, uh, with twenty to go, <laughs> twenty to go, and they might want to put the old the old school uh, firm back together in the uh, in the locking combo just for one one last hurrah. Indeed, indeed. Um, also, I, I don't. I, I know we're not going to talk about it now, but really interested, Sammy, to get Beeves' opinion on this new global calendar. Um, so, spoiler alert: my feeling is he's not going to be particularly a big fan of it. Yeah, listen. If we're if we're running odds, what what are we going here? I'd say there's. A, I think you're looking at a dollar twenty for that one. Um, Less dollar two. Being, being right in behind it, I'll, I'll, if you're getting anything on um, on five bucks, it's it's too low. Yeah, it's he's no chance. We talked off air this morning, Sam. Uh, was driving into work, just talking about how what we're going to do for the show today. Memories of '95, and oh, uh, I had just got. I think I was fifteen. Maybe a little bit earlier, uh, six, maybe fifteen, yeah, fifteen or sixteen. I just got my learners, um, and I broke the law because I remember driving over to my mate's house. Uh, his parents lived there, and they were all massive rugby fans. I remember driving over there, sort of mid mid evening. Um, they put on like a late night barbecue, and then the game started maybe two o'clock in the morning or something like that. I can't quite remember those details. I just remember getting home as as the daylight was sort of arriving, and I just remember driving home being utterly depressed at a sporting result for the first time in my life and just not understanding how this dominant team that had smashed everybody before them, including an England side that a lot of people thought was the best side on the planet, you know, step up Jonah, and then this South African side, like men possessed um, sickness amongst the All Black camp uh, and and the All Blacks lose on a Joel Strancy drop goal after Mertz, um, I think, missed a couple of attempts himself. Uh, that is my, and it's the first time I remember being really, really upset at a sporting result. Yeah, I'd I'd uh, I'd had plenty more before that. Don't you <laughs> don't you worry, Brad. Upset, but I, I reckon it's the moment uh, that's a guarantee. It's much like you know where you are, where you, where you were when you found out that uh, Princess Diana had passed. You will remember where you were, who you're with, what you were doing, and your emotions from that 1995 final. If you watched it, it is it's stuck in you forever. Certainly, as you know, we had to wait an awful long time for another crack at getting that trophy uh, back in New Zealand hands, and that seemed like the moment, didn't it? And I think that's 
part of what since the uh, the spiral of depression around 99 and beyond because people thought that, that was it maybe what what is are we cursed are we never going to do this i was there watching with my uh, little brother and i had a, a friend round and uh, she was my, my mate wasn't she wasn't particularly interested in rugby but she knew it was a big occasion she'd never be watching she came she's actually listening to uh the bfm <laughs> we're doing some kind of random commentary of the tv uh, even back in 95 and uh, rather obscure and she was dropping in facts that were not appreciated uh, by anyone in the room uh, at the time, uh, so uh, some curse words were uh, were shared. My old man got my my dad watches every game of rugby played by anyone these days. Mm -hmm. Absolutely loves it. He loves he does not miss a game of uh, anything. Uh, but back in the day, back then, I have no recollection of watching rugby with my dad in the league. Not at all. Not not even the little bit. But he, I remember him watching that game, and his arms were crossed the whole time, staring intently, and he got a little bit emotional. A couple of times, but I just remember that, that um, his his presence added just a little bit of extra tension uh, for those of us watching. But what I mean, it was a game for the ages. I mean, they made a freaking movie about it. Yeah, I mean, this is like a Hollywood movie. Matt Damon styles here, so it is uh, monumental. Uh, and I'm keen to hear from everybody else what what their memories were of uh, that '95 game. Where were you? What were you doing? Uh, and what's burned into your mind that you can never let go of? Well, 99 and 2003 were just as bad because we were expected to win both of those semifinals. Uh, and, but 95 was the catalyst for it. I mean, 2007 was also horrid. Like That was four straight World Cup eliminations in a row where we were expected to win, and uh, it was heartbreak at the end of it. Um, and, and all those games are reasonably close, if, if memory serves as well. I'm um, just running through some text messages, Sam. Uh, Richie has uh, texted an absolute beaut. Now, remember, folks, this is just a uh, rumour that, that Richie was injured. But uh, yes. is that injury for, um, for Richie from Will punching him for not passing him <laughs> the ball for his fourth try? That's very, very good from you, Richie. I like that. Uh, Richie with a T, uh, by the way. Um, and again, folks... I'm, uh, I'm just putting a massive asterisk to this. It is a leaked team that has come out, um, but it has been from sources that have been 100% correct um, for the last five weeks. But as you said, Sam, just before we went to air, maybe this is an alpha play from Fozzie, that they've been leaking the team for the entire tournament, hoping that they could uh, could, could chuck a surprise onto the How box this week. How would that be? All, all the way through, imagine putting the team out going, well, everyone's going to believe it. They come here and then bam! Yeah. <laughs> name, their, name their side and suddenly you, you've got Bowden at first five, Will Jordan at fullback, Fianuku on the wing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and final text here, unnamed text. Just chuck your name at the back, guys. We'd love to be able to uh, let everyone know who's sitting this in. Retallick on the bench for me, guys, is a mistake. Uh, he was missed against the box at Twickers, which, yes, I agree with, and opener yeah. against France. Whitelock should come on late like he did against Ireland. And look, that is probably, if I was Ian Foster, Sam, I would have gone that route. I believe Sam Whitelock is the perfect finisher to a game. Maybe they're thinking along the lines of Brody could offer a little bit more impact in terms of if they're trailing um, or they need something to conquer that bomb squad, that Brody's better equipped to be a retaliation factor rather than um, a, a consistent, solid, arguably one of the greatest players of all time type player in Sam Whitelock. Yeah, and I think Sam Whitelock out there eyeballing uh, the, the box as well as we go start things off with that first scrum, those first line outs. I'm saying this with complete respect to both Argentina and Ireland, who had their scrums are they're no joke. They you know, you'd got to aim up. The Springbok pack is is fearsome to anyone, and if they see Sam Whitelock across, I mean, it's a bit and Whitelock eyeballing each other. That's 
I mean, that that's the the sign for me. That's that's the real line in the sand. So I'm I'm, com I'm listen. I'm comfortable both ways, but I do I do appreciate that argument. I think that's a very fair call. Um, and Rat Metallica's absolutely missed the Twickenham, no question whatsoever. Uh, now, uh, we'll get on to uh, some of these other topics uh, throughout the course of the show. We've got a lot to talk about, and I want to talk about Madge McGuire later on as well. You, I, I, the Kiwis coach, to me, has come out with a monstrous call, and I, I'm, I'm here for it. I absolutely love it. But first, let's take a look what's coming up on our Macca's menu. Get your Macca's favourites delivered with Mick Delivery. We'll hit the headlines shortly, uh, and we'll have some flashbacks to some all-black Rugby World Cup final moments. Goodness, that'll be Aaron Cruden will join us with Beef to relive that Rugby World Cup final, that week that they went through, hearing the, the, through both of their eyes. That is Can't Miss Radio, ladies and gentlemen, from 2011. Looking forward to that. Frank Bunce, another icon as well. He'll be after five, looking specifically at that midfield clash we're going to experience on Sunday morning as well. We'll cross the ditch with uh, Justin Hotto and Fletch later on, the Hottoscope. Uh, who am I? Uh, the Rugby World Cup Team of the Week. We'll announce that as well as the TAB update with Paul Moati. That's the Macca's menu. Thanks to Mick Delivery, delivering your Macca's favourite straight to your door. The Run Home's Sporting Headlines. Here's what's making news today. World Rugby has approved a new aligned international calendar, expanded 24-team Men's World Cup and a top division of 12 teams in a biennial Na Nations League concept for, from the year 2026. It'll feature promotion and relegation from the year 2030. It's a major reform of a sport that is struggling to provide meaningful opportunities to smaller nations and comes at a time when the likes of Portugal and Fiji have shown the promise of Tier 2 sides at this World Cup in France. The 2027 World Cup in Australia will expand from the current 20 to 24 teams, split into six first-round groups, each containing four sides. There'll be a round of 16 added, and despite more competing sides, will be shortened from seven weeks to six. The Nations League format is yet to be revealed, but we'll see a 12-team top division comprising of sides from the Six Nations and Rugby Championship and reportedly Japan and Fiji as well, meeting every two years in the July and November international windows. Kiwi ultramarathon runner Sam Harvey is taking his long-distance ambitions to another level, neck level, this week as he chases a world title in the United States. Heading into day four of the event, Harvey is among the final dozen still in contention at Big Dog's Backyard Ultra in Tennessee. Now, that's the name of an event where athletes run a whopping 6.7k loop every hour and the last man standing is declared the winner. Runners will compete their, uh, complete their loop in under 60 minutes and then they can use the remaining time to sleep, eat and recover, but they must begin their next lap when the clock strikes at the next hour. Harvey has his sights set on his own record of 101 laps. It's just a lazy 677 Ks. And as of Wednesday morning, he'd hit 83 laps already, 555 Ks down. As the All Blacks take to the field on Sunday morning, the face of Springboks in the Rugby World Cup final, Eden Park will be turning its hello turf into a hub for rugby fans. The event called Paris at the Park We'll see rugby fans sit on the turf or in the stands at the Auckland Stadium as the All Blacks make another attempt to win the Webb Alice Cup. The game will be broadcast on the stadium screen and promises to be, quote-unquote, an unforgettable experience. Tickets to the event will be free and can be claimed through Ticketmaster with donations. Also available to make to the Graham Dingle Foundation, the official charity, that one, of New Zealand Rugby. 
And with six days between games, the Black Caps were given two days off, and a group of them spent some of that time with the Dalai Lama, who lives just outside of Dharmasala. New Zealand plays India, uh, played India in the city, which is on the edge of the Himalayas, at the weekend, and they'll play Australia at the same spot this weekend as well. And those are your headlines. Meeting His Holiness, he's, he's a lovely gentleman. My mum's had a little bit to do with him back in the day, and I had a chance to meet him oh so briefly. That dude's got aura. That dude's got aura, Brad. Let me let me say, not not intimidation, just this love and gentle vibe. And the photo, if you can find the photo as well, if you see it, he's holding hands with uh, with Kane as well, Kane Williamson. It's a beautiful sight, a beautiful thing. So we want to hear from you on the Temper Bedpost text machine today. We have the Who Am I coming up, so we want to get your thoughts in on that and want a score prediction for the Rugby World Cup final. Names on this, please, ladies and gentlemen. We want to know. Who you think's going to win and the score? We know Beef likes to put it out there and makes a statement. Here's your chance to join him. Give us a, a text on double eight double three or call us on 0800 150 811. Temper and bedposts range of mattresses and adjustable bases adapt to the exact shape of your body so you can put your head and feet up in comfort.